Today it will be on John chapter 10, verse 1 through 7. Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. This is the word of the Lord. I really want to thank uh, our EM leadership, uh, all of you guys, you guys are all leadership, right? So, so grateful for the fact that uh, you guys are building your own community. Uh, you guys are building God's community. And it is so grateful to see that you guys are part of that in his community. So I'm so happy for that. And also I'm so happy, little burden when I first heard uh, that I need to come and speak for you guys this Sunday. Uh, I'm actually pinch hitter, right? Pinch hitter. Pinch hitter? <laughs> uh, I know the, the, there was a speaker who was scheduled to talk, but uh, he couldn't come, so I'm here. Uh, but uh, you know, there's no incident, right? Everything is under God's sovereignty. So I was, I was praying, Lord, what should I share to our English congregation members? So uh, I thought I received the message. So I, I, was, I was preparing really hard. I'm going to talk to our EM members, you know, this message. But uh, on the way, doing halfway done, I said, you know what? Uh, maybe I'm going to just talk what I'm sharing with our KM members. We're doing the book of John, studying the book of John. And the uh, reason I choose that same passage because I believe in God's sovereignty. Maybe this is the message that someone needs to hear. Maybe all of us, including myself, need to hear this message. That's why I chose this passage. Uh, we're doing, KM is doing the book of John, studying the book of John. And uh, I love the chapter 10, especially chapter 10 of the book of John, because Jesus described himself as a shepherd. I'm a good shepherd. I mean, how, how many you know, people actually can say those kind of statements? Jesus said, I'm a sh- good shepherd. He is indeed, right? And we are his sheep. Young, you are his sheep. Steve, you are. I am too, right? We all are his sheep. Uh, but do we like to be a sheep? That's a question. Some of us may not like the idea about being a sheep. Because sheep are the dumbest animal. 
You know, I don't want to be like a chef. I want to be like a tiger, like eagle. You know, I want to be, you know, like at least, you know, bear or something. Uh, you know, uh, the sheep, they don't have good sight. That's their sight is minus 10. I'm like minus 2. I have to wear the glasses, right? So I can see. Imagine life without glasses. When, you have sight, you, when, when your sight is like minus 10. Even ostrich. Did you know that ostrich has like 25.0? You know, average like people like 2.0, right? If you have a good sight. But ostrich is 25.0. That's amazing. They can see about six miles. They can, oh, something is there. <laughs> animals, I mean, most of animals have good sight. Yet, they don't have good sight. So, they don't have sense of direction. The Bible says we are so like the sheep. I mean, we do too, right? We don't have sense of direction. No wonder we're wandering around all the time. I actually brought the picture image. That's on a you know, ship. What, 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 is, what is he or she doing? You know, sheep tend to fall down because the upper part is more developed than the you know, leg. You got a big upper part and your legs are weak. So you, you, you fall, you often fall down. When you fall down, you need shepherd to put the sheep back to their feet. You just cannot do that. In order for you to, the shepherd to put the sheep back to the feet, they have to massage the leg. Otherwise, they create some gas, internal stomach create gas, and they die because of that. And so like us, we, we often <laughs> fall down, right? And then we got so upset when we don't make it, when our business is really getting really tough, when our relationship is becoming really, you know, stressful. Then you just lay down and, oh my goodness, I'm going I'm to just die like this. That's so like us. We need shepherd, right? You need shepherd. Um, did you know that uh, the, another characteristic of the, sh- the ship, uh, they don't have good uh, character, meaning they have bad temper. I mean, they don't, they don't get along with other ship. It's just like us, I mean... <laughs> During the winter time, you know, it's cold, right? They, they separate themselves from other ship. You know why they do that? Because they want other ship to get cold, get, a, you know, cold and, you know, I mean, die with coldness. During the summer, they get so close to one another like this. They want other ship to have, you know, like, the, you know, burn, <laughs> heat, right? So like us. Another character, uh, they look so clean. I mean, doesn't she look so clean? But they are the stinkiest animal. Did you know that? They smell so bad. So like us. You know, we look outside, my goodness, that guy or her, she... 
seems like they have a great time. Their life is great. But when you get a little closer, <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. Even Christianity, too. Christian, you know, like a so-called, this guy is a holy, godly person. But when you get close to that person, you, mm. that's why I don't recommend you to get close to me. Get away from me. You know, <laughs> you know that's us. We are so like a ship. Bible say, we are like sheep have, have gone astray. We are good at going astray. That's, that's us. But God wants to be our shepherd. That's the thing. He wants to be your shepherd. Now what's that mean? I want to read the passage from verse 6. Jesus uh, used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus talked about you know, his shepherdness to the people, but the day, they means Pharisees, religious people, they could not understand what Jesus was saying. Pharisees were the like, religious folks. They were religious leaders who were supposed to be the shepherd of God's people, but they didn't do a good job. They were horrible. They were forced, actually, uh, shepherd. In today's text, uh, we are, KM is doing the study of Book of John, like chapter one through, like we did until like chapter nine. And chapter nine talks about there was a blind man, born as blind person, and Jesus touched the person and recover the sight of the blind person. And Pharisees, they were upset because that happened, that took place on Sabbath. Think about this. Pharisees, who knew this guy, born as blind person, he opened his eyes. Miracle took place. He should enjoy, uh, rejoice with him, right, and others, but he, they, didn't, they didn't do that. They were upset because Jesus performed on the Sabbath. You're supposed not to do anything on Sabbath. How can you perform the miracle? What's like that? When you look at the book of uh, John chapter 5, Jesus healed a paralyzed person who was laying down the Bethesda port for 38 years. Can you believe that? 38 years? This, guy, this person recovered. They're supposed to rejoice with him and others. Yet, they were, they were actually thinking about killing Jesus because Jesus performed the miracle on the Sabbath. See, religion can be, I mean, religion can create monsters like that. I don't want you to become monsters. And Jesus is telling them and saying, hey, it's about time for me to live in myself. They may be forced, shepherd, but he was a true shepherd. And he was telling himself, manifesting himself and saying, I'm a good shepherd. So I want to actually, uh, I came up with two points. That is the first point. The word of God proves that Jesus is the true shepherd. Okay, I, I want to just share a couple points. First one is the word of God proved that Jesus is the true shepherd. I'm going to read verse one. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen 
by the gate, but crime, uh, climbs in by some other way, is a thief and robber. What is he saying here? He said, I tell you the truth. When you look at the Greek text, it means, amen, amen. Meaning, hey, you got to listen. This is something important. I, you got you to pay attention. This is what, you know, this, what he's saying here. What are you trying to say? Why telling us, I tell you the truth? You got to listen. And he talked about thief and the robber. What are you trying to say here? He's warning us, hey, you better watch out those false shepherds. Do we have false shepherds nowadays? Well, in the process of, you know, inviting pastors. <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. I, I believe so. It's, that's why the process is not easy. Even Jesus uh, mentioned that in Matthew 7, 15. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but in worldly they are ferocious wolves. They are so hungry. They want to swallow you. They want to eat you up. Satan loves to destroy church. As I'm doing the ministry, you know, I witness time to time. You know, Satan's certain strategy is to destroy the church, destroy the relationship, destroy the marriage, even church. But God wants to build us up. And sometimes we have to watch ourselves because sometimes we can be an instrument to tear congregation down, even the family too. So we have to be really watch out. So how... How can you tell if they are wolves or good shepherd? How can you tell? By looking at, looking at sound doctrine. Meaning, we have to constantly look our eyes upon Jesus Christ. Word of God. Jesus equals word of God, right? Yeah. He came as a, as a flesh, but the world became flesh, right? Dwell among us. That's what is important for us to get into the world of God. You know, like a counterfeit currency. Those people who uh, distinguish from counterfeit to genuine currency is keep looking at the genuine one. That's how they distinguish. All you have to do is keep looking at the genuineness. Keep looking at the truth. Keep looking at sound doctrine. Keep looking at Jesus Christ. Keep looking at the word of God. Verse 2, uh, it says here, The man who enters by gate is the shepherd of his sheep. Chapter 11, verse 11, he said, I'm the good shepherd. But let's look at verse 7. It says, Therefore, Jesus say, said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. Jesus is telling, himself, tell, telling us, I'm the gate. Same time, I'm a shepherd. What is it? Which one is right? You get a little confused, right? When I read this passage, I was like, oh, Lord, what, what, what are you trying to say here? I don't, I, I'm a little confused. But I found this picture. They clarify everything. He's the shepherd, but same time, he's the gate. Back in those Palestine time, uh, average family, every Joe family have uh, about 10 sheep. If you are rich, you can hire a shepherd. If you have 100 sheep, you can hire a shepherd. 
to you know, take care of their flocks. But average people, they, about, they have about 10. You know, most important asset for people living in those times because sheep can provide milk, also meat, lamb chop, right? And also clothing during the winter time. But being a poor, they cannot hire shepherd. So they put their money together and hire shepherd for them. So they have a you know, like sheep pen like that, and they, they were took care of uh, sheep in, back in those days. Jesus Christ, he was the gate, and he was the shepherd, just like the picture. If we hire a person, if I was hired as a shepherd, when the monster come, after, you know, enemy of the sheep were uh, lion, bear, tiger, those kind of stuff, scary stuff, wolves. What if lion come after you? Come after chef, what do you do? Run away, right? I would definitely run away. But our shepherd, good shepherd, Jesus Christ, is not going to leave us alone. That is, 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 is what he's saying here. I'm a gate, I'm a good shepherd. If, even a higher person can run away for their life, but I will lay down my life for you, my sheep. That's the, that's the message he has. The gate, think about the gate. If you go through gate called Jesus Christ, you are secure. You are saved. Remember the exile, the Israelite from Egypt? Last plague, firstborn of that land got killed, right? But if you put the blood of first lamb, first year lamb, on both doorposts, judgment will pass over that house. That's why they were celebrating Passover. Jesus Christ was and is the Lamb of God. Because of his sacrifice, he became the gate door for us to get in and get saved and be secure. From, you know, Genesis to Malachi, Jesus prophesied again and again and again. Think about, I like, you know, like Isaiah 7, 14. Virgin will bear a child and we'll call him Emmanuel. What? Virgin will have a child and we'll call him Emmanuel? I mean, we know that passage so well now, right? Because that passage talks about Jesus Christ. But that passage was prophesied 700 years before Jesus came into earth. 700 years. So, wow, that's a long time, <laughs> right? Specifically, the Bethlehem was mentioned in Micah 5 too. You know, like prophecies one after the other. It's all fulfilled. How many prophecies? Anybody know? There was a guy named uh, Peter Stoner. He was a math professor. He did like Calculation. If like eight of the prophets can fulfill in present time, and he come up with you know he came up with that, that number. He said one to thousand seventy one something. One to thousand seventy one. 
1, 2,071. You know what that means, right? We have a math genius, no? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I say, what? What, <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't get it. But he, he described like this. Like state of Texas. If you have silver coin, cover the whole state of Texas with silver coin. Two feet high. And you pick one and you mark it. This is the coin. And you throw it somewhere, then blindfold somebody, and you know, he just drive here and there, then stopped and picked up the, you know, one coin. And there happened to be that coin. Then mark one. That's the probability that he mentioned. That's the odd. Jesus fulfilled three, over 300 prophecies, not just eight. You know, word of God proved that he is true Messiah. We got to get into the world, I think. You know, like, oh, you know what? Having faith is like, mm. it's not emotional stuff. I mean, there's part of it. But when you really get into the world, it's a proven, proven fact. I want to say it's a proven fact. The word of God proved that uh, Jesus Christ is a true shepherd. Last and second point is this. Jesus' attribute proves that he is the true shepherd. In today's text, verse 3, it says here, The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I love the expression. He calls each one of us by name. Janet. Jesus Christ calling Janet. Andy, you know, he's calling Kevin, he's calling you, you know, calling us by our name. You know the song, He Knows My Name, right? He knows my name. The Tommy Walker, he, he passed away to the Philippine orphanage, and one little guy kept following him, man. He kept asking the same, same question. Do you know my name? Do you know my name? How do I know your name? He kept asking, why I keep asking this question? He asked, one of the, you know, the director of the orphanage, they said, you know, they want to be recognized by somebody. They want to hear someone you know, calling their name. So he actually came back to state and he meditated you know, the incident and he was meditating, I think, Isaiah 49, 16. God engraved our name in his palm. Your name is written in the book of, John, I mean, the book of life. God knows your name. Isn't that amazing? When you allow him to be your shepherd, he knows your name. He's calling us by name. I like this story in Zacchaeus, tax collector, chief tax collector in the book of John, book of Luke, chapter 19. He wanted to see Jesus so bad, so he went up to the, you know, like the second tree and he would say, oh, oh, that's a Jesus people talk about. Oh my goodness, he looks young. Wow. Then he, all of a sudden, he told himself and he came towards Zacchaeus, where he was climbed up. He looked at Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus! I'm sorry to wake you up. <laughs> he probably said, Zacchaeus! <laughs> you know, like, he got shocked. How does he know my name? I never met him. Zacchaeus. You know what that means, Zacchaeus' name? It means righteous one. Can you believe that? Is it a coincidence? Or he, was, he hated himself. I'm sure Zacchaeus hated himself. Like, my goodness, people hate me, and you know, I'm, I'm short in stature, and you know, they're calling me you know, like traitor, you know, like 
cheaters and all those stuff, but Jesus looking at us and says, hey, righteous one. He's calling our name. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? <laughs> Even Saul was persecuting the church. When he heard the voice of Jesus calling his, his name, he gave himself to the Lord. He's our shepherd. He knows your name. He knows our name. Not only that, he's leading us. I like the fact that he's leading us. Actually, before I share that, I want to share this part. Uh, I want to ask this question. Do you hear him? Do you hear him? Can you hear the voice of shepherd? If we don't, uh, maybe you haven't given your life to the Lord, life to the shepherd. Because the Bible says, my sheep will listen, right? This is how they trained the ship. When the new owner got the ship, they don't feed them for over 14 hours. Then they are really upset, really hungry. So they bang their head, <laughs> you know, they do all kind of crazy stuff. And the owner wait, then provide the food. They do this like regularly. Then this ship becomes, began to only hear the voice of their new owner. That's why when they have ship hand, when the, you know, you know, this is like common ship hands, a lot of owners will calling their names, hey Kevin, then you know, this, they recognize the owner's voice. But think about this. Doing those training is going to be probably hard, right? Tough. I think God is training us. So when you go through like difficult times in your life, maybe God is like, hey, I'm training you. I, I want you to be my ship. Yeah. Uh, second thing is that he's leading us. Uh, that's how he leads us in verse 4. Uh, when he has brought out of his, all his own, he goes ahead of them. God is always you know, showing us the example and he always goes ahead of us and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Um, he's, he wants to be your leader. He wants to lead you. Uh, again, we need shepherd. We need shepherd. You and I, we need shepherd. Uh, I love Psalm uh, 23rd. Psalm, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in one. I love this passage, just verse 1. I love 2 and 3, although 6, but especially verse 1. The Lord, Jehovah, there's only one Jehovah. I want to say this. There's only one Jehovah. No, you know, I'm serving many gods. So, you know. No, no, no. You may serve many gods, but there's only one Jehovah. And he has to be your shepherd. You know, this is, the Lord is my shepherd. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. He, the God of Abraham has to be God of my God, your God. 
So this is proclamation of faith. You know, this is David's faith, the, the psalm, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in one. That's the faith statement. What do you mean? I shall not be in want? What do you mean? Everything is like okay with you? Is it? Oh my goodness. When I look at my bank account, I'm like, nothing. When I look at my relationship with you know, like, oh my goodness, I was having. Is that what that means? When he becomes the shepherd of your life, yes, yes, you shall not be in want. Because he's going to lead your life. That's what he means. He personally experienced that. That's why he could say this psalm. And many people love this psalm. I mean, look at the following passage right here. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the belly of shadow of death. Even though I walk through... You know, we had a, a recently had a funeral, two funerals. We can boldly face death. Because, not because we are great, because we have a shepherd. Because God is my shepherd. So even though I walk through the belly of shepherd, I feel no evil for you are with me. Your lot and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> That's amazing, the imaginary, right? Pictures, I mean, God prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to end my message with this picture. Do I have a picture? Yes. Same, same guy. Uh, he got lost. This first guy got lost in Australia. The owner found him after like, many months. 35 kilograms of the, the skin. He got lost. He needed to have a shepherd. You and I, without shepherd, that's us. God has given us this precious life. Without shepherd, that's us. So let him be your shepherd. Amen. Let's, let's pray together. Father God, we, uh, we are grateful, Lord, uh, for you call each one of us to be here today. That means that action proved that we belong to you, Lord God. Lord, assure us that you are our shepherd of this life. If we haven't made that decision in our lives, Father, help, help us to make that decision, to make you, Jesus, as our shepherd. And Lord, help us to know that you are guiding our lives. Even though this process, this journey, even though what we're facing at this very moment can be challenging and wears us down, help us to have faith, Father God. You are, you are shepherd and leading our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.